Good evening, Rabbi We're talking about here another aspect that is prudent for us to analyze about the greatness of Hashem and the world He created, particularly in human beings. And that is the Seichel, the intellect. Says the Chavis of Avis, with the intellect we're able to appreciate who Hashem is, understand who Hashem is. We're able to learn His Holy Torah. We're able to also, because we have intellect, we're able to therefore be obligated for our actions to choose the right thing or not choose the wrong thing. And because of that we get schar, we get einish. Without intellect, there'll be no room for a person to have the ability to choose and therefore we would never have the privilege of getting reward or punishment. As we explained, as he says, a person who lost his mind, person is not able to decipher, not able to, de- to choose, so then he's not obligated to anything, but also he doesn't have the, the privilege of getting any reward or punishment. And we move on, another great thing about intellect, with the intellect, a person is able to understand things, he's able to use his common sense. Hamuchoshim hamuskolim, things that require just simple common sense, and things that require a, a little bit more understanding. Uboyire, and with it, we could see, with our intellect, we could see things, mashanelo mechushavagashmiyam, what is really beyond and hidden from all our other senses. We know we have five senses. They seem to be sort of much more hands-on to know things. That's the sense of touch, the sense of, of hearing, the sense of seeing, tasting, smelling. The, there we, we can really grasp things, how something tastes, how something feels. Says the Chavazavas that the aspect of intellect, the aspect of seichel in a person gets us places and allows us to understand things that we would not otherwise been able, be able to understand with all of the other senses. Not either one or not all of them put together. For example, For example, a person sees a shadow. Now, you could have eyesight, you could have the taste, sense of smell, you could have the sense of touch. A person without intellect won't know what that shadow is. So there's a shadow, so there's like a black mark on the street, on the pavement. Intellect allows a person to make a cheshven, to make a calculation. One second, there's a shadow right over here, and I see the sun is over there, and that's what's causing there to be a shadow. Amazing. A person can go further than that, with understanding that the shadow is made because of the sun and its position, vis-a-vis where it's casting its shadow, a person can then realize, you know what, actually I could tell what time of day it is by knowing where the shadow is. So without Seichel, a person would not be able to make any of these cheshbenes, these calculations. So Chavazavav is just highlighting another great aspect of the Seichel, which we have to be thankful and examine this and reflect about HaKadosh Baruch that He gives us this Seichel, which we're able then to make Cheshbainis, we're able to build things and understand things from one piece to the next piece, connect the dots, and then become industrious and become productive through it.
And he gives another example. And we're going to have to delve into this example. It's also very timely during these days of Sphira. We know one of the great personalities of Sphira Saima is Rabbi Akiva. Nebuchadnezzar 24,000 Talmidim passed away, but he restarted with another five Talmidim, the Gemara tells us. He says, What is this talking about? Without Seichel, a person will not be able to understand that water can make a hole in a rock. That's the Example of the Rebbe is telling us here. Well, my Satif, that story about the Tipahachas, that one drop of water, Bitsurah Halomish, that made a hole in a stone, in a hard rock. And this comes from the Chazal, the officer of Nasin. Let's read it. Pamachas, one time Rabbi Kiva was standing by a well. And he sees there's a hole in this rock. Omar, he says, Who made this hole in this rock? And it's probably seemed to be such a perfectly symmetrical hole. Who came along? There was no, no sort of machinery or tools those days that can make a perfect hole in a rock. How did this, how did somebody make a hole in the rock? Omar, they told him, This water that constantly drips on this spot, continuously drips on this spot. That made the hole in the rock. Omru Loi, they said to him, Akiva, don't you know the simple Pasik? It's a Pasik in Iyav. They expected him to know it. Don't you know the Pasik? Avonim Shokakumayim? The stone that the water chiseled out, that the water penetrated. Miyad, he was so inspired by that little episode that he said, I can't believe it. He says, if a soft thing like water could penetrate something as hard as iron, like a rock, so certainly the Torah, which obviously is much stronger than the water, it's really compared to water in this respect, could make an impression on my heart. And he went and he learned Torah. That's a famous story about Rabbi Kiva. Now we all know, of course, the water makes a hole in the rock. If it's continuously dripping, now how long does it take for a drop of water to continuously drip on a hard stone to make a hole in it? It probably takes a thousand years. What was Rabbi Kiva so nispoil about? What was he so amazed about? And Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, in one of his letters, Mikhtav Yud in Yisrael, he explains what the the depth of this story was. He says, really, Rabbi Akiva did learn Torah at first. He went to Yeshiva at first. We think, oh, he started at 40 years old. Nah, he started when he was much younger. But it didn't go in. He had one of those, one of those heads. It just didn't go in. So he says, no, not everybody's cut out for this. The Torah can't penetrate everybody. It's not not for me. So he left it. Why? Because he saw it wasn't penetrating. It wasn't making an impression. It wasn't impacting him. So he left it. Pamagas one day is walking by this well and he sees a strange sight. There's a 
hard stone and there's a hole in the stone. How in the world does a hole get into the stone? Now, he sees this water dripping over here, but he asks the fella next, how does this, he says, what do you mean? This continuously drips. You know, this has been dripping for a thousand years, maybe more. And they told him the Pesach, Avonim shochakumayim, that water could make a hole in a stone. So Rabbi Kiva said to himself like this, one drop on a stone, does that make any impression at all? Obviously not. <laughs> one tiny drop falls on a hard, heavy stone. Obviously it doesn't make any penetration at all. He says, but if that's so, then the second one also can't make a penetration. And the third and the fourth and the thousandth and the millionth and after ten and twenty and a hundred and a thousand years. But if after a thousand years the water constantly dripping can make a hole, that means even the first droplet on that stone also made an impression. It's so minuscule, it's so minute, even if you take a great microscope and look, you won't be able to tell that first drop or maybe the second or the tenth or the hundredth of what impression it made on the stone. It's so minuscule, but it must have made some minute, minute, microscopic, less than microscopic penetration in this stone. That after one and two and ten and a thousand and a million after a thousand years, it made a hole in the stone. Sir Bikiva said to himself, that it must be when I was learning those years, and I said, it's not penetrating. I can't understand the Chumash. I can't understand the Mishnah. I can't understand the Gemara. It must be it's not penetrating. I was wrong. It was penetrating, but I didn't realize it. And if I would have waited long enough, I would have slowly but surely come to that conclusion. So he went back to learn, and at 40 years old, he restarted again. That's the shot. Amazing, a whole new understanding to this story of Rabbi Kiva. But what Rabbi Shroh Salantar is telling us here is, how did Rabbi Kiva make this cheshben? Only through Seichel. Seichel allowed him to make this calculation. If a person with his sense of touch feels the stone, he goes all around and feels the hole, He'll never be able to figure it out. If he looks at it from this angle, from that angle, he could look at it for a week straight, a month straight. He won't be able to figure out what happened. It's only Seichel. Hashem gave us the faculty of Seichel to be able to figure things out. And in this case, it made, it changed the course of history that it made Rabbi Kiva, instead of remaining an ignoramus, he became the Rebbe of Teresha Balpeh. From what? From Seichel from being able to make a calculation, if water on a stone, continuously dripping, ultimately, eventually, makes a penetration, and could even make a hole in the stone, that means even the first time around, where it's really not even detectable, obviously made an impression as well. And therefore, when I was learning those years, I didn't realize it was actually making an impression, but it was undetectable. But after wait, you have to be patient, and with time, then you'll see that it will penetrate, the terror will penetrate the heart. This is the idea of the Seichel. This is the idea, really, that Chavos is telling us. The Maisa with one drop of water, 
in that hard stone, one drop, what do you mean one drop? Because even the one drop, the first drop, has to be necessarily that it too had an effect on that stone. And this is just a parenthetical about this whole story over here, that we come to appreciate it, but again, how did it happen only through Seichel? We got Rabbi Akiva, and the great Rabbi Akiva with all his Tamidim, and all of the Teresh Abba we have, we had Talmidim, he had Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar, and he had Reb, Reb Meir, and we say the the Sifras like is Reb Meir and Stamish is Reb Meir, and Stabraiser is Reb Yehuda, and Reb Shimon Yechai, the Kulam Alibad Reb Kiva, all according to Reb Kiva was their Rebbe. He was basically the Rebbe of all of Teresh Shabalpeh. Came about through Seichel. Agudah.